Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, let's get started here. Welcome in, guys. Post-game live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad. My friend Ryan Nelson helping us out. If you have some questions that you want to put in the chat, feel free. But, of course, you're welcome to line up and, and talk. Uh, Mississippi State falls to Georgia 45-19. I don't think anybody could have been reasonably surprised by the outcome, uh, nor by the, the, the score line or the deficit or anything like that. Uh, it's pretty much exactly how I thought it would play out. Georgia just a far superior football team. State took advantage of a short field for one of their touchdowns, got the other one on a punt return offensively. Another subpar night, uh, 308 yards, only 261 yards passing for Will Rogers on 52 attempts. I mean, that's that's what, that's a tad less than five yards per attempt. That is an embarrassing just off. Uh, 13, I'm sorry, 14 carries total for the running backs in this game. Jaquavius uh, Marks averaged six yards a carry, but only seven carries uh, for him. A lot of different guys caught passes. A lot of different guys dropped passes. This week. Just just another bad all-around game. And defensively for Mississippi State, not great. 468 total yards. Uh Georgia really didn't run the ball that effectively in this game, uh, but they did give up the 70-yard touchdown on the end around Aladdin McConkey, and then when the game was settled, uh, a 34-yard touchdown run uh, from Kendall uh, Milton to, to put the final nail in the coffin. So, Bulldogs fall to six and four, and again, kind of you know still on schedule for what at least I predicted in the beginning of the season they, that they would be six and four at this point, and you know it's, it's going to be about those last two games. Well, obviously, you think they'll beat East Tennessee State. But from there, it's the Egg Bowl, and we'll just have to kind of see. All right. Only got one person in the queue. Guys, this this show is run by y'all. If you don't want to talk, I will go home. So let's see what we can get here. Uh, Rob Hathaway, you're welcome to join us. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Brian. Hey, Rob. How far to your car? Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm on uh, almost 82. I'm doing pretty good. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, the earbuds this week, hopefully, a little less echoey. So uh, yeah, last week well, last week we had some bad echo between you and whew. me. Yeah, uh, I was hearing you two in three times. <laughs> like you said, I mean, this kind of just more of the same, and I mean, this may be setting up just to be the most mad season of, uh, of, of all time. Just pretty pretty much going to chalk, aside from Kentucky. Um, defense played, you know, continues to play above their station, and offense continues to just not really do a whole lot to help. I, just, I don't know. Like, I can't figure out how, how we're hanging on to Will Arnett uh, other than like he's just getting left alone and getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. I, I, well, that's, that's a big part of it for sure. And I think the autonomy that each gives him is a big reason he stays on staff and the money is good you know, as, as a coordinator. So, But that being said, I feel like you and I are having the same conversation every time we start. I know. I know. It's so, these last four weeks, these last four games, it's really just been this way. I mean, you, you look at, at Auburn tonight, they, they only have 10 points on Texas A&M. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, 33 points last week is a joke. And, Kentucky, and Kentucky's just a bad point. team. Did, did that Kentucky loss get devalued even further today? Good gosh. I thought when I was talking to Robbie Falk earlier today, he said, you know, even before this game kicked off tonight, you felt worse about State because of the way Kentucky and Alabama played. I mean, you see Alabama, once again, somebody else in the West can be competitive with them, but not Mississippi State. So, 
just like just I think every, I, I think if State had, had beaten Kentucky, we'd mm-hmm. probably come out of this game still ranked somewhere in the twenties. Oh yeah, seven and three. Like, yeah, like you're probably, that one game yeah. has has tanked us completely. Yes, when you lose to a bad team, it crushes your season. There's just no way around it. So, oh well. Bye, Rob. So, Have a safe drive home, man. Hey, wouldn't you say right, the most frustrating thing is? It's us and Vanderbilt are the only teams not playing hard and not actually putting up a fight against all these good teams. Missouri almost beat them. Kentucky, everyone besides us and Vanderbilt. Yeah, and that's, it's very frustrating. There's no question about that, especially from Alabama, because it's been so long. I mean, it's been five years since you're even in the game with Alabama in that time frame. Other teams have beaten them, and literally everybody else they played has had a competitive game with them, except for Vanderbilt. So and like I said, that, Georgia, that is, too. Missouri almost beat them. Georgia, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, let's go to Caleb Hamill, and then ST. Is that, oh, is that my, my buddy Taylor Rayburn after that? It's, it's all friends here tonight. Everybody I've, I'm talking to, I know. Caleb, what's going on? Man, nothing much, Brian. All right, so I don't want to hit on anything as far as players and who could have played better. I want to throw this out there. Uh, sure, I'm sure. a cynic as far as State ever rushing a field ever again. Just because of the way that the field was renovated in the student section, it would right, take yeah, a jump. Yeah, it, it would take some really brave efforts, and I don't think we're ever going to get that fine ever again. So because a lot of schools would just gladly pay that, and they just kind of have that built in. I say we divert that marked item in the budget to instead help Mike Leach be able to speak his true mind about officials in whatever game he chooses. So if I'm, if I'm looking at this right, I don't, I don't know. Basically, a $25,000 fine is a 0.5% percentage of a $5.5 million fine. So this would be the equivalent of me being fined by 30 bucks. To, to, to be able to speak my mind. I mean, imagine if I could just go in on Monday and be, tell Richard, you know what? And just lay into him. And all I got to do is pay 30 bucks. I'm paying that 30 bucks, you know? So, yeah, you just think Leach at some point, just be like, you know what? Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. I, I always say I don't want to get in trouble. Tonight's the night. And just let them have it. And then you pay your 25 grand. And what's the worst that could happen? Did they tell you, okay, we're going to suspend you for a game? Well, it's East Tennessee State, so who cares? Yeah, and I think our uh, officials expert is in the in the room tonight. But uh, personally, I don't think Mark Curl should be employed for another year in the SEC. That guy shouldn't be allowed to wear a car wash. I wouldn't let that guy make my cheeseburgers. All right, that guy is a complete and total buffoon. He has no business officiating any sport whatsoever, not even like girls under eight soccer. Get him out of the profession. That, that, is, that, is, that is my thoughts on so. Thanks, Caleb. Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, and, and Bill, our, Bill is now of my I'm, – I'm, I'm giving you a title, Bill. You're welcome to jump on and, and accept it. But I am naming Bill Reno the official Thunder and Lightning officiating correspondent. All right. You are my gene sterator. When I have a question, I go to you, and I expect it to be answered. So that doesn't pay anything, Bill. You just get your mentions blown up every now and then like you did tonight. All right, let's go uh, to Taylor Rayburn. And then I got nobody else in the queue. Could be a short night. All right, Brian. So I got 
I got two takes. The first one just on the program. Do, do either of them involve the joke I made in the press box that time? No, I don't believe so. Okay, repeat the joke, please. I cannot repeat that joke. You cannot I repeat cannot. the joke. Um. <laughs> so there's one about the season, the program in general, and one about the egg bowl that is probably a little controversial. Okay, the go first, ahead. The program is in. I think the worst place a football program can be in that it's stuck in neutral. The fans yep. are checked out. Everyone's apathetic. apathetic. There's yes. no hope for the future, but also we're just stuck here for at least another year. Like, and there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do, and it's just a crappy situation. The second take right. is I see three scenarios for the Egg Bowl. The best case mm-hmm. scenario is, of course, we win. We're all happy, everything like that. The mm-hmm. worst case scenario is we lose a close game. And then the second best case scenario is we get blown out in a 2008 style game. Because that, I think, is the only way that this program, that's the only way that Leach could potentially not be here next year, which is where I'm almost at. So I think there's something to what you're saying for sure. But. State not having an athletic director, I find it really difficult to believe that state will have because you got to think about it in these terms, right? Early signing day is December the what, the tenth, the eleventh, something like that. You got to have, you know, you can't have a head, you can't not have a head coach. So, I mean, are you going to be able to hire an athletic director before December first, and then they're going to come in and within two to three days? fire and hire a new coach that's really 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 pushing no i i I get it i completely agree it's why i've also been saying that i think leach is for sure here another year because you also deal with the whole we fired morehead after two and you just can't Mm -hmm. do that twice that you just get a reputation Mm -hmm. and you end up like auburn right now who's going to struggle to fire a coach because they have a reputation and mm-hmm. it's that's, why, not, that's not that's not the only reason they're going to struggle. There's other issues with Auburn, but that is among them. I have a 58 point checklist of why there's going to be issues. <laughs> but that's why that's why I think the only way we kind of get out of neutral is mm-hmm. to win the egg bowl and then win the bowl game, or to get blown out by 45. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, Taylor. Thank you, man. Ryan, I will tell you the joke uh, after. Uh, we have a couple of questions. One. Should we encourage Leach to do more memes? <laughs> I would say no. That's okay, just my so, thoughts. <laughs> no, I think we should. Maybe that uh, would speed the process. Oh, I, I guess I see say. what you're getting at there. Okay. All right. So again, we ran the ball well in the first half. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did we stop? Well, if I knew the answer to that, I mean, I would I would pass it along. It, it, it doesn't make sense that. I mean, Jaquavius Marks has shown in these past few weeks that he could be a guy that carries the ball 15-plus times a game. I think Dylan Johnson is still working here. He had a nice night receiving tonight, did Dylan Johnson. I had a couple of decent catches. Excuse me. but Yeah, Woody uh, looks much better. Yeah, he look, I mean, he's average, he averaged six yards of carry tonight. you got to give that guy the ball more. I mean, he has to get the ball 15 times. You have to make – I mean, we threw 51 passes – and carried the ball 14 times. That that doesn't win games in the SEC. It just it, it simply doesn't. And I, and I, I got a hundred however plus years of football evidence backing me up on this. 
Yeah, so and, it's just it's just an advantage. And the second question. Anything else in the chat? Yeah, second yeah, question. What happened to Rodgers at Kentucky? Have we seen the best of him? I think so. I think he's reached his ceiling. I mean, these last four games have just been awful for him. I, I, the regression is incredible. I mean, let me, let me do some quick math here, guys. On the season, Rodgers is sitting on 30, like 3,200 yards passing. So he's going to finish the year. I mean, he'll have 400 next week. And then maybe another – I mean, against Ole Miss, if you said make a prediction right now, I'd probably put him at like 300, 325. So seven, we're, we're talking about 3,900. I mean, he's going to be 700 yards off of last year's clip. And that's huge. He has 28 touchdowns. Uh, 26, 26, and he had, what, one tonight? So 27 touchdowns on the year. I mean, he started off the year he had uh, – at nine, he had sixteen in the first four games. So, just you hate to see it. I know everybody likes Will Rogers, but he's not playing well right. He, he's not playing well. He's not playing even as well as he played a season ago when he was still up and down. So, all right, let's go to the back into the, the the calls. Let's go to Ryan Wade. Ryan, you're there. Next up is Ford Polk. Yeah, Brian. So, one of our chief complaints about Moorhead was how we were losing games and even how we were winning games. But yet it seems Ryan, you cut out on me there for a second. What'd you say? Yeah. When, when we uh, complained about Moorhead, it was all about how we were winning games and how we were losing games Mm -hmm. and not being competitive. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're right back where we kind of started, you know, four or five years ago. So where do we go from here? Honestly, that's a good question because, I mean, as it sits right now, when you think about next year, and Mike Leach is still tech coach, and in all likelihood, Will Rogers is still the quarterback. So, on a, you think about next year's schedule. I mean, eight home games. You replace Georgia with South Carolina. It's on the road, but South Carolina is very beatable. That should be set up for a great season. That should be, you know, I always, you know, if you listen to the podcast, it's all about cycles. And that in a five-year span, State should have one year where they jump up and they're a 9-10 win team and they go to a great bowl game. That should be next year with Will Rogers as a senior and all the talent around him. But I don't have any faith in that to happen because, like like uh, Taylor said a minute ago, every, apathy has really set in. And I just sort of see this program kind of is what it is right now. It's a seven-win program, maybe eight if things go, you know, absolutely according to plan. So I don't know. I don't know where we go. I mean, it's 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 a situation where next year, if he doesn't take a big step forward, even right now, I mean, let's say the state loses to Ole Miss on Thanksgiving night, finishes seven and five, goes to a bowl, win or lose, you know, there's just not a lot of juice around this program. How many people are at the season opener next year against an FCS team? How many people are coming this next Saturday? I mean, there might be more employees of Mississippi State in the stadium than there are fans next week. How many people do you think are going to be here? So, what'd you say, Daddy? There might be more media. There might be. So, I mean, that's just there's a lot of hard questions for Mississippi State right now. There's no there's no doubt about that. All right, let's go to Ford Polk. Then Mason Welch, you're up after him. Ford, are you there? Hey, Brian. Uh, What's up? Long time listener, first time caller. 
Longtime rumbler, too. Longtime rumbler, yeah. So, question. With I kind of look at this season a little bit like 2018 where we missed out. And what I mean by that is Kentucky, to me, shouldn't – I mean, with the way they play, absolutely should have been a win. And with what LSU was when we played them, I still feel like that probably should have been a win. And everybody else competes with Alabama. Is this one of those years where we kind of missed missed the boat on that, or am I just being a Homer pie in the sky type fan? So, and thanks for the call. Thanks for the question, Ford. I appreciate it. So, what I would say is, you know, with LSU, gosh, it's it's so tough to win in Tiger Stadium. It just is. But that being said, the Kentucky loss is an embarrassing one, especially at this point. It's just it's just not a game you should have lost. And you're right. I mean, you look at LSU. LSU is a good team. They're playing a lot better football right now. But they're certainly not this unbeatable juggernaut. Alabama, like I said a minute ago, everybody is competing with Alabama except for Mississippi State. This was a game, I mean, my gosh, I I think when when we saw the schedule last year, we thought, okay, this is a game State's going to lose. No big deal. But it does feel like you've put your – this is a year where the West was kind of gettable. Like, LSU and Alabama aren't juggernauts. You're better than Arkansas. You're better than Auburn. You're better than A&M. There's three wins. You're better than Kentucky. That's four wins. If you just beat Ole Miss and are five and three, you're probably going to a great bowl. And quite honestly, you should have had an opportunity to beat LSU. You know, you're right about when State played them. I mean, it was 13 to nothing, and State had to leave going into the fourth quarter if Austin Williams doesn't fumble the football. So there's definitely some missed opportunities here. But going back to, to what Rob said at the beginning of this, and I agree, and he asked this question on the rumblings, and I agreed with it then, and I agree. It's, it's still the case. The thing State fans are the maddest about in all this is losing to Kentucky. If State was 7-3 and three right this second, they'd still be ranked, and we would all think, well, they can go to Ole Miss and win and go to the Citrus Bowl, and everybody's thrilled. But you lose to Kentucky, and it takes all that away, and that's the, the problem of the Mike Leach when you lose. You're going to lose when you're not supposed to lose. It, it derails your season. When you lose one, you're not supposed to lose. Last year, that game was Memphis. It it, it killed State. State should have been eight and four last year, going into the into the, the bowl game. They should wouldn't have, have gone been, to Memphis. Should have won nine. Should I mean should have won nine? But I mean, went losing at Arkansas, losing to LSU. I mean, I can live with those losses, right? But the Memphis game is not one that you can live with. The Kentucky game this year is not one that you can live with. And now the other side of the coin is well, Leach always wins one that he's not supposed to. Well, I sure hope so. Because the only one left for him to do is the egg bowl. And I mean, if you said Brian right now, what's what you're thinking talking about? I mean, Ole Miss is probably a touchdown favorite, and I think they would cover that spot. So we'll see. All right, let's go back to the, the questions here. Let's go to Mason Welch and then Sheldon Nations will be on. Mason, you're on. Can I hear can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me, Brian? Yeah, you're good to go. Uh, first off, at least we're not a and M. I mean, we could be in that hole of a mess right now. But second thing is, uh, what do we, what do we do with Will? Is it better if we have a running quarterback? Like he's going to break all these records, but I feel like it needs an asterisk next to it because it's just, what are we accomplishing with it? I mean, you said the other day on the show we should go to the transfer portal. I mean, he's missing wide open receivers. I'm just, I'm just frustrated, but. What is the answer? Because I just don't see it getting any better with him coming back next year. Well, I mean, you're right to think that. I'll be honest with you, because 
you know, he's, he is limited. There's no question about that. And, and I, one of my thoughts coming into the season was, yeah, he's limited in his arm strength and he's limited in his you know, mobility, but he's accurate and he, he finds the right receivers. He's not doing that anymore. I mean, if you look at tonight, I know Georgia's a great defense. Don't, don't get me wrong. But he only completed, you know, 57% of his passes. And, you know, averaging, you know, four and a half yards, 4.8 yards per attempt or whatever it is, that's not getting it done. So, so the, you know, the thought is, you know, what do you do at the quarterback position next year? It's going to be really tough. Like I said, I think State should look at the transfer portal. But it's going to be really tough to get somebody to come in and, and try to take over. That's going to be really hard to find somebody that wants to do that. Most transfers aren't going to even come in, want to come into a position battle, let alone try to take on a you know a quarterback who's going to set all these records. But at the same time, you know, with Rodgers, it just feels like there's a ceiling, and, and he's hit it, and that just that's kind of where he is right now. So, I mean, if he was more mobile, one thing that that struck me tonight, and I've noticed it, and I haven't really I haven't said it, but there may not be a worse quarterback in the SEC throwing on the run. Than Will Rogers. First off, when he rolls out, he's always he is going. He's not trying to get to the line of scrimmage. He's trying to get away. Like normally, if you roll out, you're trying to roll towards the line of scrimmage. To maybe if something goes your way, you can break off a run. Will is is just constantly backing up, and then he throws off his back foot, and he doesn't have a lot of arm strength to begin with. So he's 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage sometimes before he lets that pass go. So he'll throw it 20 yards in the air, but it's only a game of three. It's, it's just a lot. There's just a lot on Will. And this offense puts a lot on the quarterback. So if, you, if you're not good, if you're not great at the quarterback position, in this offense, you have no shot. This isn't an offense where the running backs can carry you and you let the defense win a few games. And it's just not. So You know, you say that about transfer quarterbacks. Where was Jalen Daniels for LSU going in the season third string? No, no, Jane Daniels was going to be their starter coming in, but like I have to say, he, I would say he won the job in the fall. But you're right. I mean, everybody thought Miles My- Brennan would probably get a chance, and everybody at LSU will tell you they liked Garrett Nussmeyer. Yeah, they thought he, he thought he had a lot of talent, but Jane Daniels went in and won the job. So, all right, we got we got two all questions right. about the receivers, and you okay? So one question: Why don't the receivers get separation? And the other one. How many wide open? Uh, how many wide open passes did Will miss? The second one, I mean, the one that really strikes me is uh, Christian Ford was wide open in the end zone and would have scored on a, on a drive that ended up in a field goal. Um, there was another one. Uh, gosh, it was I think it was Rufus Harvey was open. He has trouble finding the guys in the middle. Is is what I've noticed. He, he, if somebody's running a slant and gets open, he's not really finding that really well. What was the first question again? What, what, how many did they drop? Separation. Right? How much separate? Why are they not getting oh. separation? They're not elite athletes, and Georgia is. That's that's a, that's a simple one to answer. I mean, Ra Ra is a good receiver. Tulu's a good receiver. They're good players. But Georgia, I mean, Ringo and Smith are first-round guys, second-round guys, five-star guys. I mean, they're just, they're just out talented. Now, if you're talking about for the whole season, you know, there have been some moments where those guys have gotten separation, but most of them aren't great speed guys either. The one who is, Tulu, is playing out of position. This is something that the more I think about it, and I talked about, I mentioned it on 24-7 on a, on a 
four post. It just drives me crazy to watch the way that Georgia uses their tight ends. They're splitting them out wide. They're running. They're running the ball with them. They're doing all this stuff. And State has receivers and like, well, Rara and Tulu can't play at the same time because they play the same position. They're receivers. Just put them on the field and figure it out. I've, I've never seen an offense handicap itself the way it, this one does from, from time to time. All right, let's go to Sheldon Nations and then Rob Hathaway coming back to us. Sheldon, are you there? Hey, Brian, I'm here. Hey, man. Okay. Thanks for taking my question. Um, man, we have so many conversations about Mike Leach and Mississippi State where it's framed like Mississippi State moving on from Mike Leach next year. Are we thinking about that wrong? Like, are we sure that Mike Leach wants to live in a world where he has to basically now recruit not only players onto his roster, but also the players on his roster? Like, I, I just think that if, if that marriage breaks up, like, I think you might be thinking about it in the wrong context. I just want to get your thoughts. So, what I, w- I would say is this Mike Leach makes $5.5 million a year. All right, I'll do a, I'll do quite a few things I don't really like for five and a half million, and I, I know it shouldn't be a situation where Mike Leach needs the money. I don't think he's broke or anything like that. Yeah, he could probably walk away and go back down to Key West and live the rest of his life. I think he still has a passion to coach. Now he may not have a passion for the other things, but guys, when he was hired, I mean, we kind of knew that Mike Leach wasn't this elite recruiter. He was just going to show up and start piling up four and five star players to start. So, you know. I, I think the passion of the coach is still very much there. The other stuff he may not like, but I don't I don't think that it's enough to drive him away from the game, is what I would say. So all right. Uh, let's go to Rob Hadaway. Go back to him. Anybody else wants to jump in, feel free. I'm Nobody wants to hear what you might do for five million, I'll tell you that. Five point five. What's all up, right. Rob? So uh, I'm not going to be on here next week, most likely. Um, so I wanted to. You know what? I may not. We may not do this next week. May not have one. Um, yeah. I want to do a little pre-egg bowl on this psychoanalysis. Um, sure. Where where we're we talking to McCarley when you need her, right? Um, where where we think their head is going to be at because they've made the, in my opinion, unwise decision this year to take the old school Mississippi State end of season schedule by playing Alabama, Arkansas, and then the egg bowl. Mm-hmm. And they they lost a soul crushing game to LSU. They lost a soul crushing game today to Alabama. They are absolutely mm-hmm. walking into a trap game next week in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. which I would give them at least a 50 50 shot to lose. Where are they on Thanksgiving Day mentally? So you know, I, mean, I, I I'm not really I haven't made my decision yet. My oldest Arkansas prediction. I do think that it doesn't really matter what quarterback Arkansas plays because they can both run. So that gives them an advantage. But Ole Miss is still really good offensively. Judkins is just a stud. Um, so if they if they win, then they're thinking, okay, we can go ten and two and probably get into the Orange Bowl. So they have a lot to play for. If they lose and they're eight and three, it's, it's you know even then nine and three probably gets you citrus. It just depends. But I think Kiffin does a good job of getting that team ready for the egg bowl. I think he, I think he's a sneaky guy in terms of. I don't think he talks much about the egg bowl, but within the confines of their locker room, I think he does a good job. Of getting ready. So I, I don't expect. 
I don't expect Ole Miss to be in a, a we're going to lay down kind of situation. I'm just not going to expect that. Now, all right, now, how about their fan base? That crowd involved Hemingway that day. Where are they? It's be? different. If they're ten and two, if they're nine and two, it's a great crowd there, and they're ready to put the sword to Mississippi State and get a third straight win. They're eight and three. It's maybe a little different, but I mean at the same time, as much as Ole Miss fans don't want to know, it's not really that big a deal. If they wouldn't have a chance to win three in a row and embarrass Mississippi State, embarrass Mike Leach, they're going to so that's why I would look at it. I think if they come in there eight and three, they are the, the people in the stands are, are trying to put forth a brave face, but deep in, deep inside they're scared. He's he's right though. If they lose next week, that crowd's not as hype. It's not. I, I want to see how what the score of that game is too. You know, if they lose a close one, another heartbreaker, maybe it's it's one thing. But if, if Arkansas. Rolls or runs the ball really effectively, which doesn't matter. It's not like it's a state. So, of course, we're also talking about, don't forget, we're talking about Arkansas Ole Miss year in, year out, the craziest football right. game on the I, college football scale. I'm, I made, I'm already I made looking the, forward to it. I made the comment today watching uh, LSU Arkansas how, how glad I am that I've never had a rooting interest in that game. <laughs> Usually an ugly one. So. <laughs> right. Just for oh, well. All right. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks man. All right, we're going to go back to Ford Polk, and then we're going to call it night. Hey, we, we, we got a question, though. Oh, what before, is it, before we bring is Ford it, in, go ahead. Is, is it about, is it a leech issue, or is it Sawyer Robinson issue? Why he? Both. Sawyer's not ready to play, but leech doesn't really give a lot of opportunities to a backup. He never has. He never has. Unless there's been injuries, he's always content to play his start. I, I, would, I will think, I'll tell you right now, I, don't, I won't be surprised. State could be up 50 to nothing at the half next week, and Sawyer probably wouldn't come in both. Go ahead and prepare. All right, last guy of the night, Ford Polk. Apparently, I'm getting all my questions in. Uh, Go ahead. Is Are the drops, I, I noticed that maybe it's just me, but they're it's like they're across the middle. Is, is Rod, You can't cuss on here. Is Rogers throwing the crap out of the ball, and that's why they're dropping it? No, no. I mean, we've talked about arm strength with the Rodgers before. It's just, it's just concentration issues. It's just, I mean, the, the throw to Ra Ra is right on, right on the money in the end zone. Got to catch that. The throw to Austin Williams. The throw to, to, to Rufus Harvey. All of those are they're right on the money. He's got. He's got. That, those are plays you can't blame Rodgers for. And one more. Yeah, go ahead. And I meant to ask this last week and just forgot, but uh, mm-hmm. when he pulled that ball against Auburn. Like it was just him, and like he ran for twenty yards. It's not like he's yeah. Tom Brady. I mean, it, it seemed like he had a little quickness. Why? Why not? Why? Why not do that more often? Well, man, just the, the the answer Mike Leach would give would be like that's just not part of the offense. And I know that's a, that's an incredibly frustrating answer, but that is the correct answer. It's just not part of the offense. <sighs> frustrating. It is. So. All right, Ford. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all's time tonight. Uh, Thunder and Lightning tomorrow after or tomorrow evening. Uh, we'll have that up for you. We'll recap everything that happened here at Davis Wade Stadium. Plus, we'll talk a little basketball uh, as well in there uh, as we see what's going on with the Bulldogs uh, on the court. And then, uh, yeah, full week of everything. You guys know the drill. Uh, appreciate your, your time tonight, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Ryan, give me a call, and I'll tell you the joke. Will do. Bye, guys. Talk to y'all later.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.